What's up, everybody, and welcome to week 78 of Tailgate Talks. This is the Tailgate, where we discuss what is going on outside of Texas Tech sports. We've got a Final Four, an NCAA championship to wrap up, some NBA news, and Major League Baseball is about to start off their season. So uh, before we get into all that, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, and if you listen to us on Apple, we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review, especially if you were one of our Bracket Challenge winners. We would greatly appreciate it if you hiss with the review. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're giving you some money for, for winning the bracket. At least you could do is leave us a nice little review on there for that. Make sure you're following us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. You can follow our personal accounts. Follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. Also, follow our YouTube channel where we release a couple videos every week. And lastly, you can email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's get into this week's tailgate. All right, Dustin, the college basketball season has come to a close in what was a pretty spectacular national championship game, much better than the one that Baylor won, which was a complete blowout. So it was nice to have a game uh, that was close and uh, get to watch that, get the adrenaline going a little bit. But first, let's start off at the final four where um, Kansas dominated Villanova 81 to 65. And North Carolina ended Coach K's career 81 to 77. So there's not really much to talk about with that Kansas game, but there's a lot to talk about with that Duke and North Carolina game. What were your thoughts on what was a actually a really incredible game that lived up to the hype? Yeah, that's exactly right. It was incredible that that game just went that much back and forth and was that amazing like i didn't want it to end like just give yeah. me more keep it going play another half play play a whole nother game i don't care like it was that freaking amazing and i still can't believe north carolina like just got this hot this end of the year and made it all the way yeah and you know unfortunately they don't come away with the championship but mm-hmm. this team has to be feeling pretty good about themselves you had some pretty iconic wins. You ended Coach K's yes. career at Cameron Indoor with a loss, and you ended his career with a loss in the Final Four. Yeah. Like, this is the one team Coach K couldn't lose to to end oh. the season, and he lost to him. Uh, it's it got to be the best for North Carolina fans and, like, alumni. Like, they just get to rub this in for eternity. Yeah, do you think they're feeling all – I mean, it hurts to lose the national championship that close. Like, we know that now. Yeah. Do you, but Do you think that hurt wears off a lot easier? Oh, God, yeah. It's a very good consolation that they got that win, and even though they lost by a few points, they got to end Coach K's career. And, I mean, the fact that most of the Duke players just walked off without the handshake yeah. line – like, I don't care about handshake lines, but apparently a lot of people made a big deal about that. But, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, whatever. But, like, just to add to the fire of more uh, disrespect or hurt from losing that kind of game. 
Yeah, and an incredible game. I mean, there was some amazing shots being hit back and forth. It was, you know, a lot of these games get the build up for it, and then very rarely do they end up living. This lived up and beyond its hype. It was an instant classic of a game. Yeah. Uh, sent North Carolina to the championship as an eight seed. They met up with Kansas and what was another pretty damn good game last night, but saw the Kansas Jayhawks win 72 to 69. Dustin, this was a game of runs. The first half you saw North Carolina kind of take over and dominate leading by 15 at halftime. And then second half, Kansas came out, poured it on, got the lead, looked, was up by six, looked like they might run away with it all of a sudden, and then North Carolina battles back. It's a back-and-forth game from there. Uh, what did you think about last night's pretty much an instant classic national championship game? Yeah, I'm glad it was an amazing game. I was very surprised at how North Carolina kind of dominated the first half. Mm-hmm. And was it going in the locker room up 15. All the momentum from, like – Probably 12, the last 12 minutes or more of that first half, like it was all North Carolina. Um, and so the fact that Kansas could bounce back like that was pretty amazing. I was also amazed to stick to the first half that Brady Manic pretty much got two concussions. Yeah. And they never checked him out. That first one was the pretty first brutal. first one was bad because you like, can tell he, is- he got wobbly. Oh, yeah. And I got up bad. And then literally got hit in the head again less than five minutes later. Like, they didn't take him out for the first one. And then the second one was, you know, in the head again. Like, you got to be like, hold on. We got to look at him, like, doctor-wise and make sure he's okay. Because for a little bit, he was not okay. Like, you could tell he didn't want to be aggressive or go get in any collisions. And, like, five minutes later, he kind of finally made some shots and got back to his old self. But what did you think about that first half? I was kind of in shock watch because Kansas yeah. started the game off nicely. Mm-hmm. Like they, they looked like they were all right. They're in control of this game. And then it looked like they forgot to how to play basketball for, like you said, that 12 minute no stretch in the half. It was, I mean, North Carolina was getting every single rebound, getting every single opportunity. Kansas on offense was just was like, what the hell are you doing? They couldn't make anything that Jalen Wilson dude kept driving to the basket and missing. They missed every a lot of the rim. It was it was kind of one of those maddening games that kind of reminded you of like a tech game. One of oh, those yeah. tech, Brent like said T- that when we were watching, I was like, man, they're, they're taking the, the Texas tech forget how to score for 10 minutes yeah. playbook. And then North Carolina did the exact same thing oh. in the second half. It was like both teams. I don't remember a national championship game where both teams just kind of forgot how to play basketball yeah, for large stretches stretch. of the game. Yes. <laughs> and so I think that's what was the most bizarre part of it. But Ultimately got down to the wire where when both teams were engaged in it and it was really fun there down the stretch. What did you think about the end of that game? Yeah, I think the reason Kansas was able to pull it out was mostly because North Carolina got nicked up a little bit with a yeah. few uh, bum, bum ankles. You know, Love had a bum ankle for a little stretch there. And the fact that they didn't sub him out and he could barely move was stupid on – his part yeah. and the coach's part. Like, dude, so you don't always move. have to listen to your players. Just coach. get out for a couple minutes. Like, it's, you don't have to be out all game, but, like, you can't do anything for a good three, yeah. four more possessions. You're a liability. He was a liability for sure. And then when uh, Baycock went down towards the very like, two last couple minutes, that was 
almost a backbreaker uh, for North Carolina because he's he, – that was what they were running their offense through him, yeah. inside out with him. So that was kind of a backbreaker that the ankles failed North Carolina and they were able to not, you know, not get any stops. I, I can't believe that Kansas pulled the ball out and let – North Carolina get Baycock out with like 30 seconds left and they were only up two I think they were were up one I think at that point yeah you have a free four on five here that they don't have to stop the game for this other player because you have as long as you push the advantage you're attacking you're right and they didn't and people are like oh this is great sportsmanship I'm like they're not going to be saying that if they lose because they didn't get a bucket there and that North Carolina goes and gets one. Now it didn't matter, and they can say that now. But in the moment, I was saying, "What are y'all doing?" And you can see Remy yeah. Martin being like, "What are we doing?" Yeah, that, and then you, you take that and combine that with the out of bounds play. Out of bounds. They, where they step out of bounds is like, man, y'all are just giving them the chance here. Great like, play, keeping them. and just had too much momentum, a little out of control, and he stepped out twice. Like, wasn't even close. Luckily, Dude, speak- no- go ahead. I was speaking of Remy Martin. I still cannot figure out how that dude ever makes a shot. It is the most bizarre little step back that he made. Like, yeah, a little flick fading away. Like he drained it though. He was, he was really good last night. Uh, Christian Brown was really good last night. I thought he was the catalyst for Kansas, especially second half. Like he made it happen. Like he was very aggressive and in a good way and not out of control. And I think he kind of put it on his back to make sure they got back into that game. He's a weird player for me because <laughs> I've I've seen him do really good against other teams, but every time he plays tech, he's terrible. Like for some reason, we just completely it's you know, we are a great defense, so maybe that's it, but we just completely take him out of games. And so when he's like going off, I'm like, how how does this guy ever go off? We he never goes yeah. off against us, but he was unstoppable for a stretch there yeah. last night. So Candace wins the, the one NCAA. last play. Yeah, I wasn't done on, yet, but go ahead. Okay, perfect. Because that last play, North Carolina has what four seconds to get a three up. Everybody knows like Brady Manick should be no, option number one, oh, and he yeah. freaking trips freaking coming trips. out of the, the play. Well, he was concussed, <laughs> Dustin. He like finally hit him. <laughs> he tripped and can't get up, and never even saw the shot go up. Like, oh, dude, dude you, you ruined it was the a, play. Bad and trip, too. He's still tripping. He's still on the court tripping right now. <laughs> he tripped and stumbled and couldn't catch himself. Because <laughs> you could tell he wanted to go keep going and get back into play, and then he couldn't. And he almost like ended up in the front row. It was like <laughs> a drunk like, person. What are you doing? Like a drunk person falling who's like, I got it, I got it. And you're like, no, you don't, no, you don't. And he's still just uh, falling. Uh, and yeah, kind of. That just reminded me of about. 10 seconds before that, when North Carolina came down, you know, they have like, what, 15 seconds down three. And the first three-pointer was not bad. Like, it was actually online a decent shot. Once they get the offensive rebound, that second shot was fucking horrible. Yeah. Holy shit. There's like nine seconds, and he pulled like a pump fake and a weird, terrible shot. And, of course, Brady Manick throws it out of bounds. Well, I think – I think a lot of it goes into players like, well, we have a three point look because now it's the, do you, you know, the foul, do you foul or not? And so, as the offensive player, you're probably thinking that they're going to try to foul you. So, if you have the ball and have a look, like, I got to get the three up now or else they're, yes. gonna, 
And so I think that plays a lot into these players' heads now. And it's kind of like a mind fuck in a way yeah. where you don't even have to foul them. It just makes the other team panic. Too close, yeah. So Kansas wins the national mm. championship, another championship for a Big 12 team. Congratulations to all you Big 12 fans. You did it. Good job. <laughs> go, you, go, you guys. You won the national championship again. Dustin, we've talked about this a lot. I fucking hate it when Tech fans are out here celebrating this Kansas championship nope. like it's ours. Like, these no. are my fucking enemies, man. I, I, we played them three times. Uh, we got screwed over in the Big 12 championship yeah. game by them and, uh, and the refs. Uh, we should have beat them uh, in Lawrence. Like, I'm sorry. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way when all these people are out here celebrating this like it's a win for us. You, you didn't get anything from them winning oh. that national championship. You got something from them making them the final four. Better, which they don't need any more help doing. Like, I tweeted this out last night. I'm like, I'm tired of watching my enemies holding up trophies at the end of basketball seasons. Like, and it especially pisses me off more since Tech was so close to having one. I think that's a lot of why I don't like it. But I fucking hate getting on Twitter and seeing everybody, like, raising a trophy up for themselves. Like, if that's your way, like, fuck off. Get out of here, man. We're not the SEC. No. SEC does that shit. And I always hate it when Vanderbilt wins a baseball championship and they're like sec sec so i just wanted to get that off my chest um you have anything to add to that no i love it (laughs) all right so that ends uh uh hot takes on tailgate talks right here (laughs) (laughs) uh any final thoughts on this tournament um this college basketball season it was good to have a final four with some really fun games in it a fun national championship a lot of fun games in this tournament a lot of fun stories any like storylines before we get to the uh, the who won our bracket challenge? No, I didn't see the one shining moment video yet. Did you? Was it any good? No, I. You know, I. We, what do we have in there? I don't know. I sat up for a little bit waiting for it, and then I got tired of waiting, uh, and so I just went to bed. I saw the little tech tech basketball one shining moment. I watched yeah. that one, and that was enough for me. Uh, I saw some people say that they were kind of upset that they waited up for that one shining moment. So I, I, it's usually on Twitter. I didn't see it, it on Twitter. That's what or I mean, like I don't usually wait up for it, but I usually just catch it comes across my face at some point the next day. Must've sucked so bad. Twitter was like, nah, get this shit out of here. <laughs> so nah, nothing else on the season for me. All right. Well, that wraps up the college basketball season. Um, if you're, you know, a listener out there, please don't get mad at way too early. Top 25 polls for next season. Like we talked about in Club Red, rosters are changing. We have no idea what any of these teams are going to look like. So, you know, whatever team you're a fan of, just hold it in for a little while. Let everything get settled and then get mad. Um, but, Dustin, we've got a new bracket challenge champion this year. Sure so do. Fill us in on what happened there. Yeah, so there's a lot of people that needed a Kansas win to come out on top and shift some things around, and that certainly happened. And so our very own fan from the get-go, day one, Jillian Fermansky, who was actually in town to watch at my house, me and a bunch of people, pulls off the victory by 10 points and wins first place with a total of 1,060 points. Uh, Your buddy Ryan – Ends up second by close margin, and actually Jillian's friend and coworker Sarah Gilmore ends up in third. Right. And 
Man, there's a couple people that were just out. Our buddy John, who listened all the time, got fourth place by 10 points. A couple other people missed missed some money by just a couple games. Um, the guy that was in first, he had Duke winning and needed a North Carolina win to stay on top, so he lost that. Our buddy Bryn, he could have got third if North Carolina pulled it off. So he was actually at the house, too, kind of going back and forth with Jillian about who they wanted oh, to win. Oh, man, that's fun. On the table. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's cool that a couple people we know ended up winning this whole thing. Yeah, so you, Ryan. You ended up not so well in 41st yeah. place and 400 points. I ended up in 19th with 610 points. So very far behind for a lot of the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, my bracket was really bad. But what, what I do feel good about is uh, my Big 12. I did a bracket like on conferences and stuff. The Big 12 bracket would have won. What, I would have cleaned house if I, yeah. I would have submitted that <laughs> one. But I didn't. Uh, and my friend that I met made on my Milwaukee trip was the guy who uh, got second, Ryan. Oh, so okay. Guy Sweet. I met on my little Top Shot trip. So this bracket challenge was kind of dominated by people from the the North, yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, so good job to them. Well, shout out to you guys. Uh, I know. Yeah, Jillian's I got them. Money was review. sent out, and I sent Jillian off with some T-shirts and koozies to give to. You know herself and Sarah to rock that Hell stuff yeah. with the new um, logo for their, too. for their winnings. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, congrats to you guys on winning the bracket challenge. Thanks for participating. We've had pretty good turnouts these last two years, so we hope to keep that going. Uh, hope for better performances from ourselves um, <laughs> moving forward. A little more competitive is all that I want. But that'll do it for college basketball this season. Let's keep it on the hardwood and go over to the NBA. NBA action is going on right now, and it's a very important night in the NBA because one significant chess piece could fall off the chessboard tonight and that is the los angeles lakers and lebron james and their whole season can come crashing to an end tonight uh, the what has to happen for their season to end is a san antonio spurs victory and a los angeles lakers loss well currently the san antonio spurs are leading the nuggets 53 to 36 so that's not great and the Lakers play the best team in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, tonight without LeBron James. So, Dustin, it kind of looks like that season is coming to an end here tonight as we as we record. Um, what do you think about this? And are you really even surprised? No. Bringing in Russell Westbrook, you should have known, like, we're probably not going to win shit with this guy. Like, I didn't understand it from the beginning – and yeah. now they've just – they traded off so much for him. Like, they don't have anything to rebuild on with him either, like, because of that move. Like, so they really dug themselves in a really bad hole. Um, I didn't think they'd fall this far off, though, and, like, not even make the play-in tournament. And so that part is what's shocking. Like, I could expect them to be lower playoff team, but to be just completely out and done in a week, like, pretty shocking to me but the Russell Westbrook deal as soon as it happened never made sense and I knew it wasn't gonna 
help them in a way. Yeah, it never made sense. I think I immediately came on right after that trade and said this was this was dumb. They should have got Buddy Hill. Like this, that was a way better yeah. option for them. And if you've ever watched LeBron James play basketball, uh, Russell Westbrook's not the type he succeeds around. So it never made sense from the get-go. The guys that they filled the roster with didn't make sense either. They let Alex Caruso walk, who sure he's had some injure injuries this season, but you know, him and LeBron played really well together. Uh, there was a Kyle Lowry opportunity out there, but you didn't trade him because you wanted T- Talon Horton Tucker, who's been god awful for you this season. I mean, DeRozan um, wanted to join. DeRozan took a meeting, but apparently, like you know, LeBron didn't want him or whatever. So just horrible roster management, and we all know LeBron does have a significant role with that. Uh, he's never been good at it. This was all time terrible. Uh, moves it never worked it never functioned of course there's a lot of injury problems with them you know LeBron missed a significant amount of time Anthony Davis has missed a significant amount of time but ultimately yeah I'm surprised that it might end like this like I definitely saw them making the playoffs I you know I thought you could have those three and be a competitive team in the west maybe not win a championship but this is pretty embarrassing for them and that's uh, a great word for it it's embarrassing and Frank Vogel uh, that came out today that this is uh, it for him. They will part ways with him at the end of the season. I would expect a a coach killer, man. Yeah. He's a coach killer. And after this season, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers look a whole lot different next year. It will be hard to get rid of that Russell Westbrook trade, but somebody out there I think would take him, but ultimately just a complete disaster for the Lakers this season. And, is probably going to end in an epic disaster tonight by getting blown out by the Suns after the Spurs win. And so let's talk about some good basketball. And that's the play of three players this season who are uh, coming down to the wire in what's been an incredible MVP race this season between Giannis, uh, Jokic, and Joel Embiid. These three guys have pretty much been at the forefront of the MVP conversation for most of the season. And so as it comes down to the wire here, let's give you some numbers. Giannis this season's averaging 30.1 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game, and 1.4 blocks a game. Jokic is averaging 26.8, 13.7, and 8 assists per game, uh, along with 1.4 steals. He's upped his defense this year a lot. And Joel Embiid with 30.2 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, and 4.2 assists per game with 1.5 blocks to go along with it. Uh, If you're one of those people that only looks at winning, well, Giannis and Joel Embiid both have records of 48 and 30. And Jokic is right behind him with 47-32 record. So records are pretty much even. Um, of course, Jokic is in the Western Conference where they're a lower seed over there, yeah. but um, still records pretty in line. So some things that might separate him. And right now, I think Jokic might be the favorite because he leads nearly every single advanced stat he's in first place on, except for like one of them. And plus, he leads the league in 18.8 points on off differential from when he's Ooh. on the court. The Nuggets outscore opponents by 18.8 points per game uh, from when he's off the court. So 
Jokic is kind of dominating every single stat. Him and Giannis are both having incredible PER seasons, which would um, both of them have what would be the record for uh, this season. So Dustin, we're having incredible seasons from all three of these guys in, you know, any given year where just one of them's having the season, they'd be the automatic MVP. But here you're talking about three of them. And then there's guys like Devin Booker, uh, DeMar DeRozan, guys who've had incredible seasons. Luca, who aren't even getting any MVP consideration yeah. just because of these guys' numbers are so absurd. Uh, what are your thoughts on this crazy MVP race, and do you have a favorite to win it this year? No, this is what I'm glad I don't have. I don't get to vote on because, like, you just broke down the numbers, and it's like if you did yeah. one resume, I don't know. Like, they're all the same dude. Looks like like you yeah. can probably pick out Jok- Jokic just because of the assist numbers because that's what he does best. But then you got better rebounding on Giannis. You get Embiid that does. It's kind of cool to see that we have three big men that are all three unconventional big men that play right. three different ways themselves. But also they're not just like back to the basket rebounding, blocking shots type big men that we were so used to growing up. Like they're yeah. very offensive centric and can do so many different things. All three of them. And yeah, there's all so fun to watch too. Is the amazing other amazing thing? No, I don't have a favorite. I I would kind of like Jokic to get it just to go back to back. That's right. All I gotta throw in there. Yeah, I don't really have a favorite either. Um, you know, I kind of like to see Embiid get one, and you know, I think he kind of has fallen no, off we because don't of the Harden Kansas, thing. Brooks. We don't root for Kansas, but. <laughs> I was listening to him on with uh, JJ Reddick on the uh, on JJ's pod the other day, and they were talking. He was kind of talking. I don't really know what else I need to do. He's like, "Watch our defense. Our defense is top of the league when I'm on the court." And JJ was like, "All right." So I went and looked back every single year. Like when you just take the numbers of when you are on the court, you would have the top defense like every single season with just him on the court. And so, like, sure, some of his stats aren't like crazy up there, but like the impact that he has on his team when he's out there playing defense is just like ridiculously crazy. That's a top defense in the NBA with him on the court. Um, but, you know, Jokic, uh, Jokic, what he provides for that Nuggets team that's without two stars. That's the thing. Uh, it's not anything against Embiid. He's doing yeah, it's, a lot. You just have just, two other guys that are doing a massive amount themselves and amazing. Yeah, and so, I, you know, for me, it would probably have to be Jokic because – you know, I talk a lot about what what's that team with or without that mm. player. And yeah, the 76ers are not anywhere near the same. The Bucks are not anywhere near the same, but that Nuggets team is absolute garbage this year without Jokic. Yeah. But here they are in a, you know, decent playoff position because of him and what he's able to bring and he makes everybody around him better. And those are kind of some of the qualities you look for in an MVP. So, uh it's been a fun season for those guys. Uh, they just continue to have crazy seasons um, putting their teams in great positions to make a run for the playoffs. But the final week of the season is, you know, is here Uh, this time next week, we will know the playoffs. And so we will dive in to what's going on with the playoffs, the seating predictions, all that good stuff then. Uh, But as for now, you know, watch the Lakers crash and burn and watch some other, you know, teams try to get position for the playoffs uh, position into the play-in tournament and so we will have all of that for you next week but that'll do it for the nba 
this week we don't have any NFL action. Dustin, the news has been slow there, so we're going to go back to the diamond where Major League Baseball is ready to start their season. Right. If you're watching live, you can see that we're wearing our baseball gear. Dustin in his Rangers shirt, myself in my Red Sox gear. That means baseball season is right around the corner by the time you're listening to this. First pitches have probably thrown on opening day. Uh, It's always exciting, especially this year after a lot of turmoil between the players and the owners. And honestly, it's kind of surprising that we're even at this moment right now. So, Dustin, thoughts as we head into another MLB uh, season? Yeah, I know we're a couple weeks behind from what we should have been. Uh, If you are a big MLB person, you probably looked at your – schedules because they took those first like two weeks of games and inserted them throughout the rest of the season and so you might notice man these guys don't have a lot of time off like the rangers in august i think have three or four days off in the whole month (laughs) so it's going to be kind of a rough season for some of these guys and so don't i mean i guess expect to hear that kind of come up or expect to see some of your team's resting or putting in a larger rotation of guys throughout the season, especially in the middle of the season to kind of help them survive through some of these long stretches with no breaks. Yeah. The baseball season's long and then you, you know, you really enjoy those <laughs> off days when you're a player, I'm sure. And cool. then you're taking those away. That's going to be yes. difficult, but uh, we're all happy to have baseball back, especially this time of year when sports are kind of, uh, dwindling and so yeah. uh, something else to keep us occupied here in the tailgate Dustin let's get right to it let's get sure, some man. predictions in for this year we're not really your expert breakdown <sighs> no. of, uh, of baseball teams and everything like that but we're gonna make our division or pick our division winners and our wild cards from each mm-hmm. conference and then we'll pick you know who beats who to get to the World Series and then our World Series team so Dustin let's start off your AL division winners and wild cards. Who do you got? Um, so something else new this year that des- they decided yes. that there will be six teams per side now rather than five. So we get an extra wild card team in there. So three division winners and three wild cards, uh, six wild team cards. playoff on each side. So hope you prepared for that. Um, I did not know that. So, oh, <laughs> but that's okay because I was juggling around a, a third team, and now I got to throw that yeah. team right in there. So, uh, so AL, I have the Blue Jays winning the East, wow. White White Sox winning the Central, and the Angels winning the West. Mm-hmm. Mostly, that is hoping that you know Trout and Otani have figured it out, and they got enough pieces. And just out of spite, I don't want the Astros to win it again. Right. Even though I have the Astros making the playoffs in a wild card, along with the Yankees and the Rays from the East, no Boston wow, Red Sox. What the hell, Dustin? <laughs> so what does your AL look like? Man. So I have the Red Sox winning the AL East. I like what we're bringing back. You brought <laughs> oh, back basically the majority of a team that was very close to making the World Series last year. You add Trevor Story. You're going to have one of the best hitting infield teams in the in all of baseball with Bogarts, Story, Devers all in that infield. Um, hopefully your you know young guy uh, can get it going over there at first. 
so I got the Red Sox in the AL East. I've got the Mariners. I like you. Ooh. Don't want the Astros winning. The Mariners were a fun team last year. I think they got better this year. So going Mariners in the West and the White Sox in the Central. Um, I did have the Astros and the Rays as my wild card. Uh, the other team that I liked to take the a wild card before, like while I was deciding this, was the Blue Jays. So uh, I'm going to go Blue Jays there. I'm going to leave the yeah. Yankees off. Okay. Hoping for a crash and burn and Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Boone gets fired and it's just Ooh, a disaster of a season. Man. So that's what I'm going with there. Okay. I like so it. So you're NL teams, Dustin. Yeah, so NL, I went in the East. We got the Phillies. The central, I like what the Phillies did this offseason with a lot of adding a lot of bats and power mm-hmm. um, to go with Bryce Harper. I got the Padres out west. That was probably the best uh, division last year with them and the Dodgers and the Giants last year. Like it was pretty wild how great all three of those teams were. I got the Padres pulling that one out this year and the Brewers up north in the central. And then, like I just mentioned, the Dodgers and Giants taking a wild card spot along with the Mets from New York. Well, I have the Phillies as well. Uh, Like you, I think this is their year to break through when they in all East. It just feels like it's coming. Uh, Central, I have the Cardinals. Yeah, I had to leave them out. And the West, I have the Dodgers uh, coming Mm -hmm. out on top. Wild cards, I have the Padres, uh, I have the Braves, and I have the Brewers in my wild cards. So nice. um, yeah, that's why I, I thought went the with NL there. was a little harder to pick. Like having yeah. to leave out the Cardinals and Braves is tough. Yeah, Giants was another team that I considered <sighs> there. Uh, felt like their last season, I, I just I don't really know if it's something that they can maintain for two straight yeah. seasons. So I kind of feel like they have a drop off there. Um, but it was hard to leave out the Braves, uh, who just won the World Series. But mm-hmm. but that's who I got for my NL. So, Dustin, how do you have the p- postseason kind of working itself out, World Series and World Series champ? I have the World Series as the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Getting back, I think, what, third straight year now? First, the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, they didn't make it last year because the Braves won the World Series oh, last year. Oh, the so Braves. They should. Okay. Took yeah. a year off to let the Braves yeah. win it. Dodgers and Blue Jays this year. And I'm going to have the Blue Jays pulling it out wow. on the back of Vladdy Jr. Vladdy's ass is a wagon from that. That's <laughs> what Jared Kravis saw his tweets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going Dodgers over Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are going to make the World Series oh, this year. Man. We're just a different team with Alex Cora at the helm. Um, I think we have a really good squad. I think we'll make some moves in the season, kind of bulk up our pitching staff a little bit. But I really like what we have in the field, really like what we have in our outfield, and I really like the addition of Trevor Story. So this was a team that was really close last year. Um, And so if we get the right pieces, make this work, some good pitching, we're going to have a powerful lineup. So – that would be uh, a great a, story. It would be a great story. See what you did there. <laughs> so that's what we've got. Dustin's got the Blue Jays. I've got the Red Sox. It's an all AL East. <laughs> you go MVPs oh. at all or no? Um, no, I didn't. Did you? I did. I have a couple. Oh, you 
did. All right, Dustin, what do you've got? MVP, Cy Young. I could probably do this with. I didn't this do up Cy Young. Um, I don't really care about that. <laughs> To be honest, like it's just not right, yeah. exciting. Right. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> MVP race is always like cool and exciting. Uh, you, you MVP, played once every five days. Yeah. You know, I have Fernando Tatis. He's a lot of fun to watch. And then MVP for the American League. I'm basing this off Otani getting injured at some point and not being able to complete the year or maybe not be able to pitch some of the year. And Vladdy Jr. winning MVP because of that. If he's if Otani's healthy, he'll probably play similar like last year and should run away with it. Yeah, I was like you. I, I'm going to pick Vladdy. I think um, I think Otani has just been. We haven't seen him play a full healthy season yeah, yet. Can he do it again? Um, but I would I would love for him to like. I mean, it's awesome what he's doing. It's really fun yep. to watch. So it'd be a really fun story for baseball to see that happen. Um, yeah, I think Vladdy is a good pick for that. Hmm. NL. NL, you got Fernando Tatis. Tough. I, I feel like Soto. Uh, Tatis is the easy pick, but I don't he is going to start off the season hurt. I would maybe go. Uh, Francisco Lindor's on that list. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., Bryce Harper. I forget about Ronald Mookie Acuna Betts. Jr. because he because he wasn't NL on that now. Braves team. Oh yeah, I know he's <laughs> on the Dodgers. Um, he just hasn't been playing his MVP level since he's been on the Dodgers. So I don't want to pick that, and I don't want to just copy you because I probably would have picked Fernando Tatis just because I I think he's a fun ass player. Yeah, um, Soto or Acuna is probably the. I mean, Soto is by pick. far the. Uh, what if I go Bryce Harper? What if Bryce Harper. All right. I mean, he won it two years ago, I believe. Yeah, last, and we yeah. both we both got Phillies winning that division. If they win that division, it could be because I'm just gonna just go with the another right. kind of easy pick. Go Bryce Harper off of it. So love it. Baseball experts over here, folks. You know it. <laughs> Um, but you got anything else for before this MLB season? Uh, throws nah, the Rangers are gonna pitch. suck, so that's about all I got. Y'all made some moves, a lot of though. money, y'all, oh. y'all spent money. We spent money, that's more like a uh, future, uh, <laughs> yeah, dealing like that's not gonna fix us right now. Like, still don't have enough enough weapons and still pretty young. Yeah, um, waiting for those farm prospects. It'll be fun to see if good old Josh Young from Texas Tech can make the team this year and maybe get up by the end of the year and play some third base for them. He's been hurt right now. I don't yeah. know how long he's out for, but, but he is Texas like, Tech fans and Rangers fans that yeah. don't have much to actually watch on the field. Just keep an eye out for him. Keep an eye out. Would love to see him men in that third base in the major leagues. And hey, if y'all suck, it just puts you in better position to get oh, yeah. his his younger brother, his brother. James. Yeah, we can get both of them. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, oh, so, yeah. all right. Well, that does it for our MLB, uh, you know, season breakdown. We got our predictions, got our World Series, our MVPs, and so we'll kind of keep you up to date with the exciting things that are happening during the baseball season. But uh, right now, it's time to check in on our shot bets. Oh, 
right, Dustin, last week, shot bets are in the books. We did a Final Four game and the National Championship. Of course, the Final Four game that we had to do had to be Coach K's last game. It was Duke as a four-and-a-half-point favorite against North Carolina. And, of course, North Carolina not only covered but got the victory, ending Coach K's historic career uh, against his arch rival North Carolina, bringing the series to 50-50 total when uh, Coach K was coaching and giving myself the shot bet victory. Thank you, North Carolina, and giving Dustin the unfortunate shot bet loss. And then our second shot bet was the national championship from Monday night, which was Kansas minus four. And one of the all-time just bad beats at the end of that game. Um, You know, if you watched it, it was Kansas with the three-point lead. All they had to do was inbound the ball, get fouled. Not step out of bounds. Make two free throws, and we would have covered this. We would have been fine, but instead. Stupid-ass number three that I love to sit on. Uh, had to step out of bounds. God, idiot. I feel like he did that for us. He knew that we picked (laughs) Kansas, and he was like, fuck those guys. And so he steps out of bounds, giving North Carolina the chance to tie, which means North Carolina lost by three when Kansas was the four-point favorite. So uh, me and Dustin both went rock shock on that one and end up with a shot bet loss. So. So current shot bet totals, Dustin sits at 5-0 and I one I paid up my shot bet debts last week, so uh, I'm up to one. We've got – this is probably one of our most fun shot bets that we do. Uh, one of our shot bets will be an NBA game of some importance, so pay attention to our Twitter account, a game that possibly determines who gets a play-in or something like that. We'll post that, but it is Masters – weekend Dustin and so last year we drafted golfers and whoever whoever three golfers yeah you combine your best for the best score wins and so we are going to do a draft of four golfers and combine those players scores throughout the week and we'll determine if I lose the shot bet or Dustin lose the shot bet so Dustin We'll toss this over to you. Who do you want to start this draft? Do you want to go? First or? pick. All right. Yeah, I'll go first pick and give you two and three. Uh, I'll take Justin Thomas right out the gate. Dustin goes Justin Thomas with this first like pick. I always like these big ones. All right. Last year in this, I don't think a single one of my golfers qualified. For yeah, you did super terrible. Completely You out were of disqualified it. by the uh, Sunday. Yeah, you had no one. <laughs> I was disqualified by fucking Friday. <laughs> you didn't have a team, yes. So I am going to go with the favorite, uh, John Rahm. John Rahm. That was my number one overall pick. And I am going go, to go Xander Shoffley. With my Ooh, second pick. All right. All right. The second and third pick for me. Yes. I will go Dustin Johnson. Got to take a Dustin. Yeah, there you go. And just to spot you, I'll take Damn, Brooks. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Dustin and Brooks. Damn. I thought you were going to leave Brooks for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Couldn't do it. All right. So you're the last two guys, Brooks. My last two Tiger guys. Is playing. Tiger's Tiger playing. Tiger is playing. I do not want to take him. <laughs> no. It would be a great story. 
Um, I'm going to go with Colin Morikawa. And Scotty Scheffler. Okay, okay. For my last two. All right. I was going to use this pick to take Xander. You already went there. So I'm going to go up the board just a hair um, and take Victor Hovland. Yeah, I would think Tiger, the odds for Tiger just to not finish this weekend are better off than him right. <laughs> making like a top five finish. <laughs> He'll be like not make the cut or withdraw with back injuries or something. <laughs> But I tell you what, if he's competitive, it's going to be. That's all I want. Yeah, I want him to be in the top, I guess six. So he'd be in like the top three groups come Sunday, you know, just within breathing distance and make it exciting. I didn't think that anything. I didn't think he can win it. Yeah, I didn't think that anything would top like his last Masters. I thought that was probably the most crazy thing ever. (laughs) This would be like this would be that a hundred times over like everything yeah. would it would be i would just be living on twitter if that happened so who's yeah. your last pick victor victor is my last pick that was my fourth so i have you have victor dustin johnson justin thomas and oh yeah brooks kept okay. yeah, brooks yeah. yeah yeah i forgot you only you, you only had one pick at the end there i got fooled by yep. the snake draft who got lost in the snake got lost in the snake two person okay. two person snake whips around pretty quick all right, so for our shot bet this week, Dustin as Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnston, Justin Thomas, and Brooks Kepka. So once we post this on Twitter, you vote for Dustin's team to win. These are the guys that you're riding with. I have John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, and Colin Morikawa. So if you vote for me, these are the guys you're rolling with. So your shot bet just depends on Dustin's picks or my picks right. for this one. Um, last year you won this, or was I it did. early? You yeah, I, I won so, this one. So I am trying to dethrone Dustin in this year's Masters shot bet. So best of luck, Dustin. We will kind of keep y'all updated on this as the tournament unfolds. It's a uh, our you know our longest shot bet as it lasts four days. So, um, but that is. Our shot bets for the week, Masters, and then an NBA game to be determined later. Dustin, final shot for the week. You got anything for us this week? Yeah, I got one thing. Of course, it's NFL-related since I didn't touch on it. There you go. Did you hear about DK Metcalf's diet? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, one meal <laughs> and then like He wakes up early in the morning, works out twice, has like a coffee in between there earlier. And then eats three bags of gummy candies throughout the day, goes to practice and whatever, and then just eats dinner at night, one meal. But, like, he's still a young, young person. And, like, obviously he has a freak body. But, like, obviously that much sugar and not a great diet is going to catch up with him sooner than later. But it's pretty stupid that he can be this in shape we're eating that much sugar in three bags of gummy candies a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel what? like that's not great. Diabetes is right around the corner, bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not the best diet. I no. don't know how you're an NFL player and do that when you probably can afford a chef to cook for you oh, and all yeah. sorts of things. Now 
Um, so, uh, yeah, bizarre. I <laughs> thought you were going to go with the news of the day in the Big 12, and that is Bob Bosby oh. is stepping down Thank God. as the Big 12 commissioner. So a great day for all of us Big yes. 12 fans. Is this That's loser. something we can all cheer for. That is we something all that, for that all Big 12 fans can unite in uh, just a – Terrible leader for this conference has led it into the ditch that it's in currently. And now we wait for a new leader uh, to take us to, you know, who's going to steer this new Big 12 into a bright future, hopefully. So uh, hopefully we get a good person for that. Last thing I wanted to shout out is, you know, last week I mentioned my sister was releasing a song. Oh, yeah. And it's been about a week since then. And her song is kind of popping off. It's made Whoa. several Apple playlists, several YouTube playlists. Uh, she's got an interview with the NPR podcast coming up where they're going to be playing her song. So uh, if you haven't yet, go check out Danny Mac, her song's title, Someday. It's a banger. A lot of people liking it. Great reviews. It's bouncing around all sorts of uh, playlists and stuff like that, which is good. Hopefully kind of gets her career uh, the jolt that it needs. But really proud of her, so I wanted to take a little bit of a moment here to shout her out for that. Really proud of her. And hopefully this thing keeps uh, flying around and and really gets that career uh, going off. So Dustin, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else to add? I'm good, man. That'll do it for this week's tailgate tailgate 78 in the books. Make sure you are following the tailgate on Spotify and Apple five stars, please always five stars to get into this tailgate. Make sure you're also following the tailgate on social media at tailgate underscore talks also on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, we will catch you guys at the next tailgate. Peace.